I'm Eli Smith, and I don't cry at movies, but I want to. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I cry at movies all the time. It is now my job to make Eli cry at movies. From best pictures... And purely nostalgia. This is... Live and let cry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Live and Let Cry, a monthly podcast maxi-series to find a movie to make Eli Smith cry. I'm Cody Lunsford. Today on the show, we'll be discussing the 1981 movie about a fox and a hound, the Fox and the Hound. But before that, let's say hello to Mr. Dry Eyes, Eli Smith. How are you, Eli? I'm doing great, Cody. I'm feeling extra silly today. I am uh, I, 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 I'm not crying at the moment, but who knows uh-huh. what the episode will hold. Who knows what the episode will hold. Eli, have you cried recently? We always got to check in. Yeah, uh, the answer is no, I have not. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I have like almost cried at recently. I feel like I saw like a TikTok <laughs> recently that like made me sure. tear up a little bit, but I don't remember what it was. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. How about you? Have you cried recently? Uh, uh, oh, Eli. Oh, Eli. I've been crying up a storm. Uh, <laughs> so... I'll start with a, f- a few real things, and then I'll go into the silly things I cried at recently. Um, so the first is, I mean, the election. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we we voted. Um, some people voted, and um, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. I was trying to make it funny, <laughs> but then I realized I don't have anything funny to say. I don't know. When they announced the results, I cried. Every, people were joyous and uh, uh, crying, and it made me cry. Did you hear shouting in the streets where you were? Because I definitely didn't. I, l- I live in uh, rural. No, I, I, I didn't because I'm in Florida. Um, oh, yeah. I say that. I, I live in a county that actually flipped um, okay. blue. But um, I, I, I was watching... Um, lamestream media I was watching uh, fake CNN mm-hmm. and Van Jones was on it and he started crying and that got me pretty pretty intensely so was was crying oh, that okay I did watch that clip and that almost got me man that was a good clip that was a good clip he just started breaking down yeah. live on air and it was it was really really effective um, and then yesterday this is a little sad um, a little sad it's very sad um, Olivia's family her family has lots of animals mm-hmm. and one of their dogs is going to be put down soon, which is very sad. Um, it is an Anna. It, it's a um, dog that has been part of her family since I started dating Olivia nine years ago. And so I didn't expect it to hit me as much as it did. And then I started sobbing last night. Um, you know, yeah, <laughs> typical, <laughs> typical me. And now for the annoying things, which is I am rewatching The Office and I'm <laughs> only rewatching it for the first time. And it's because my wife has never seen it. And I promise I'm not going to watch it a million more times because I'm not <laughs> one of those people. But I did cry at the Jim and Pam wedding, which recently we got to, and uh, cried at that one quite a bit. That's fine. It's a good episode. It is fine. It just is like, it's 2020. <laughs> Crying over the office should be over by now. Yeah, but I mean, it's you not. are basic. Um, I am basic. I, I, I am basic, and, you know, I, I've got my Starbucks with me. I don't have on those um, triple infinity scarves, though, because I am in Florida and it is quite warm. Mm. But uh, <laughs> I would have my Christian fall girl summer or winter <laughs> if it was not truly 80 What are we doing right this now. winter? Like, what is the thing this winter? What is the thing this winter? The thing this winter is staying inside. I guess so. <laughs> not going inside. There's a pandemic. Could we, could we do Snuggy winter? Snuggy winter's fine. Stay on your couch. 
like live vicariously yeah. through the lifetime movies where they get to meet people and remember days when that used to exist um but listen that's that's enough out of us like people hear why we cry all the time or why i cry all the time and they hear where eli almost comes close but sometimes we like to bring in a guest sometimes and our guest this week is one of our producers by which i mean he is a co-host of one of our connected podcasts welcome to the show clint page gentlemen thanks for having me on here uh, Cody, so you didn't realize this, but this is an episode of Purely Nostalgia now that we have 100% of the hosts on here, which means the sound machine mm-hmm. is in effect for this episode. I'm sorry. I am fine with the sound machine. I would, I, I've never witnessed the sound machine in person, and I always expected it to be quite bigger than it is. <laughs> no, it's, I, I mean, I got <laughs> it's it from Target. Small. I got it from Target for $7. It, it looks like a calculator you give a first grader yes. uh, when they don't have to do big calculations. Hey, Elisha, how many years have you had that thing? Uh, like two almost, two years, right? yeah. We got it about a year into our show. Have you replaced the batteries No. Yet? It's a great that battery. That is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Good product. You do use it a lot, but only once every two weeks. Right. So, like, you know... It's true. It's probably coming up. Yep. Um, So, Clint, on this show we share, and we share our testimony. And so what we need to know from you is, are are you much of a crier, would you say? Oh, Cody, am I? Um, (laughs) Like, like legitimately I am. And I didn't used to be, but Mm -hmm. um, like you and unlike Elisha, Elisha, sorry, you can't relate, I am married. And right. I did not start crying as much as I do now until I got married. Um, right. Hold on. You're just, you're married. I am. I feel like this would have come up before. Okay. Yeah. I Carry feel like on. we would have known. Um, are are you crying because you're just constantly thinking about how much you outkicked your coverage? Because that is what I am <laughs> constantly crying. Absolutely. About. May yeah. Maybe she'll, one day she'll find out. I right. she'll find her glasses that I've hidden from her eventually. Uh huh. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, whenever I got married, I guess that um, unlocked a new level in my emotions, in my right. emotional depth. But yeah, I mean, you know, even growing up as a kid, I wasn't really that much of a crier. Um, I am. I took a DNA test like Lizzo, I, and I found out I'm very, very Irish. And right. uh, you know, it is kind of an Irish trope that you just push down your emotions, and mm-hmm. uh, that was very much the case my whole life. And I guess up until I got married, when I found somebody that was in touch with their emotions, she was like, "No, it's okay to be sad." And it's like, "Oh, well, get ready, babe, because there's like 20 years <laughs> backload of this stuff." Yeah. Right, right. What, what do you find yourself like crying at? Like, what what kind of like spurs it? I don't, I don't really cry at sad things. Truthfully, not not mm-hmm. too often. Um, I I cry at happy things. I cry a lot with animals and old people. Um, yeah. I I don't know why. I can't really track that down. But old people and animals really get me. Um, any type of like wife return or husband and wife meet each other after being away from each other in war or whatever you know that always gets me sure um the 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 male and female war where they both have to go fight uh, (laughs) different different the boys had to go fight germany and the girls had to go fight japan and then they came right yeah i mean if they if they mixed things would get bad right um but yeah i mean things like that uh you know sad things will make me cry but i guess if we're looking at which way the scales tip 
it leans more towards mm. happy things. I think that's kind of what we're discovering as we go through this show is we're doing a lot of movies that kind of feel traditionally sad and those really haven't worked for me all that well. It is kind of the like joy. I mean, sad things still get me, but these particular movies, for example, the one we talked about last month, Pursuit of Happiness, I think is the big and the notebook a bit are kind of the biggest, um, you know, um, perpetrators of this where that their whole purpose is to make you cry right those ones are just aren't as effective to me as ones that just catch you by surprise um kind of get you a below the belt kind of cry moment Mm. um but like we do with every guest we let you pick which movie we were going to watch so do you want to tell us a little bit about the movie you picked yeah, yeah. So, Fox and the Hound, a Disney movie. I texted Elisha last night uh, as I was watching it on Disney Plus, um, mm-hmm. and I said I had no idea this movie came out in the '80s. If you asked me <laughs> a week ago, I would have thought this came out in the '40s. But yep. uh, I, I had no idea it was that new. I mean, the '80s are you know 40 years ago, but uh, sure, you know, it was. Uh, it, it's still. I didn't think it was that new. Um, the, but this, the 40s my... through the 80s for Disney, all those movies feel pretty similar. It's kind of weird. Yes. Well, especially because, and I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit, Fox and the Hound is trying to be Bambi, which I didn't realize yes. until watching it this time. They're they're using the like painted matte backgrounds, mm-hmm. very um, evocative of Bambi. It hits a lot of the same points. But this is this is an era where Disney was in the absolute toilet and like didn't know what direction they were going. Um, This is one of two really bad periods for Disney. And you can tell this is them being like, okay, let's get back to what we used to be good at. We can talk a little bit later if we think they they were successful in that. But um, that definitely is the vibe you get. And yeah, I also thought it was very, very old until... Not that long ago, I found out that Tim Burton worked on this movie. It's one oh, of the like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, one of the um, backup artists. Yeah, uh, but this was, um, to my knowledge, what you know, we had this movie um, just kind of in rotation uh, that we would watch on our way down to Florida or on vacation in our big old SUV, and mm-hmm. uh, it was the first movie, to my knowledge, as a kid that made me cry. And so this was, I guess, my my Chryception, uh, back, and, and I can remember specifically we were pulling into our garage when I started crying. My parents were like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I guess I'm just tired." And you know, I was I was a little bitty guy when this happened. But uh, wait, were yeah, you watching it, it in your car? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had like a DVD player in the car, and you cried in the car, man. Mm-hmm. Just imagine yep. being that type of person. I just. Uh, I, I, I was I little. envy you. <laughs> I have cried in the car quite a bit. A Taylor Swift song came on in the car one time, and I cried. Um, mm. Car cars are cars are a space where you can be free. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I guess so. But not when you're sitting in the back and your parents are driving. Yeah, but they yeah. you know they they weren't paying attention to me, so I could just let it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, Fox and the Hound. Hey, 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 before we start talking about Fox and the Hound, I just want to say thanks to all our sob goblins out there for listening. 
Yeah, our fans, the Sob Goblins. We call the Sob Goblins. Us. It's been in the notes every episode, and I've never actually said it. So we, it was about to. The opportunity was about to pass once again. Just want to say, Sob Goblins, we see you, we love you, thank you for what you do. Anyway, keep sobbing, Sob Goblins. Keep sobbing. <laughs> um. So Fox and the Hound. There's a fox. There's a hound. They were friends when they were, you know, summer lads, and then. The, the hound goes away and he learns how to be a hound dog and then they come back and the farmer doesn't like the uh, the fox and so the yeah. hound hunts him and their friendship is put in a pretty precarious place and that's that's pretty tough and the, then the fox gets left in the woods by the old lady it's, it's all really tough and then at the very end do they become friends again? Not at all <laughs> which is <laughs> not really <laughs> Yeah, which is uh, that uh, I I wanted to kind of lay all that stuff out to bring bring the question to the table. What what is the like moral lesson of this movie? Because on the surface, I thought it was like, hey, you can be friends no matter who you are, except that's not what the ending says at all. (laughs) I I think that is what the message is trying to be. But I think they were also trying to be realistic and be like a, a fox and a dog are not going to be friends but they can smile at each other and not kill each other that's as far as they're willing to go with it but i still think the message is supposed to be you could be friends with anyone no matter where they come from yeah it's like i just don't know that i need that realism i would like them to be friends (laughs) yeah it's it's an anime they can do whatever they want (laughs) that's true it is an anime (laughs) yeah i totally forgot uh when once they were wrapping up and you know uh todd was looking at out at the farm uh, at, at uh, what's his name? Copper. And I was like, yeah. oh, oh, wait, the movie's ending. That's that's it. Oh, <laughs> that's ne- it. I, never mind, Ben. I'm, I'm not emotionally fulfilled like I thought I was. <laughs> well, I also had thought for years and years because, like, this is my true first time watching it. I may have seen it as a kid, but I have just no memory of it. So this is, like, the first time that I remember watching it. I had always assumed for years and years, because people had talked about how sad it was, that one of them died. I had mm. always thought that the fox died, um, but no. Not, I, not even the older hound dog ends up dying. There's a moment where you think he does, but he doesn't. Not that all sadness has to be tied to death, but I, I thought that was a component of this movie, and it was pretty interesting to figure out it wasn't at all. Yeah, I I remembered seeing this movie as a kid, but just barely i couldn't have told you what it was about other than that they want to be friends but they can't but i couldn't remember how it ended or anything like that um i remembered Mm. like individual frames and sound bites but like didn't uh, i don't know it's i'd probably been five years old when i saw this movie um and i don't know i just i think it is uh, there's not I I agree with you, Cody. I wasn't really sure what it was trying to do as far as what the message was and, like, what is the part of this movie that's supposed to make me emotional. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll let Clint answer that. Like, what what makes you emotional about this movie, or did it even make you all that emotional this time? Yeah, okay, so... Let me rephrase Cody's question. What does the fox say? (laughs) Wow, forgot that was a thing. (laughs) And if I hadn't made a commitment to you, you all right now, I'd log right off. Just swear to God, I would. Um, 
Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, so I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm a guest here. Are we getting into the portion where we say if we spewed and spewed or not? You can talk about whether you spew. spew. We're not going to talk about our specific points yet. That comes a little bit later. Please but we realized spew, early. <laughs> we right. realized very early on into the first episode that if we were going to try and talk about the movies, yeah. we had to acknowledge whether or not we cried pretty early on into the show. Okay. And, um, you know, can just for my sake, and I do listen every time, I promise, but it's been a month. Uh, can you give me a reminder on what constitutes a cry? Oh, I will definitely remind you of what qualifies as a cry, and it is at least a single tear running down a single cheek. So the, the mm. tear has to leave the eye department and arrive at the, the cheek facility. Yeah, and and so maybe in that regard, I feel like a bit of a a bit of a poser here. I did not, I did not cry, um, in this mm. bad boy. Um, and you know, Elisha, Elisha knows things kind of leading up to me watching this movie. It very well should have made me cry, uh, but it mm. didn't. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you're asking just in general, what should have made you cry or should have made you emotional in this movie? I, I mean, it falls, parts in this movie do fall kind of into, or one scene specifically falls into that, like, deep sadness or abandonment category, and that doesn't make sure. me cry too much now, but as a kid, you know, I guess that was something that really kind of resonated with me, because I was like, what if my family drove me and left me in the woods because I was bad? <laughs> uh, you know, that would yeah. make me cry, uh, but d- it didn't do it for me now. That yeah, would make I, me I would cry say... if that happened to me, but right. <laughs> I, that didn't even cross my mind as one of the cry points, which we, we'll get to later. But that's interesting. That's r- really interesting because that is uh, I that that moment is the one that resonated with me. I think we talked previously on the show about you know I have a birth mom who's not in the picture at all. So those abandonment moment in Disney movies normally are just devastating to me. Mm. <laughs> the like. Mm. Lilo and Stitch moments, the Simba by himself moments, all of that stuff really normally gets me. Didn't really hear, but that was definitely the closest. I I, I felt tears welling up. They didn't succeed, but 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 I yeah, I got there too. Yeah, like so. I I think what's fascinating about like the legacy of this movie is I I feel like it sits on kind of a, a a pedestal of one of the Disney weepies. Like, here's one of the ones you want to watch if it makes you cry. Do you guys feel like it really, like, is in that pantheon? What are some of the other movies that kind of fall into that for you guys? Yeah, I, I've heard people speak about this movie in those terms multiple times, but I, I personally would not put it up there for me. But I also think the kinds of movies that bring me close to tears are weird. Like, I... I'm not usually affected by the ones that affect normal people. Like the closest I've come on this podcast was Ratatouille, which is the one that like right. <laughs> Chad responded to like, why are, why are you doing Ratatouille on your cry <laughs> podcast? I was like, it's the only one no, that has even come close good. for me. So I don't know. I mean, right. I guess this movie, I can see why it, it is in, in there, but I also, um, I think in my brain for a long time, like you said, one of the dogs died at the end. And, like, dog death is always a thing that, like, makes people cry. So I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And then I watched and I was like, oh, the dogs don't die or anything. Like, why is this a cry movie? I don't know. Yeah. And I think that – so I'm putting myself in other people's shoes here 
And I think that a cry that people could experience if we're looking to bucket in some way uh, would probably be like a cathartic cry, you know, of sure. like a, I'm settling mm-hmm. into something. Because I, I mean, I fortunately, Cody, I don't know, you know, too much of your background, uh, but I haven't like the only time that I moved away from home or moved away from friends was whenever I got married. I didn't have right. a lot of like separation from my friends growing up or, you know, me moving away or them moving away. The friends that I grew up with are the friends that I still have now. And I'm unique in that right. situation. So maybe somebody right. could, you know, be watching this later on in life and remembering their friends and having some sort of cathartic emotion to it. Uh, I could see that working for some people. That's pretty interesting. That's actually a pretty good point. A, l- a lot of the friends I have now are college friends who I've had for a while. Um, um, still talk to some people from elementary school and stuff like that. Not a ton, but... Um, but I don't necessarily like bemoan missing those people, but, but I, but I could see if you had a really like formative, big relationship at that time where that could really like, yeah, I, I, I can see that. Um, especially since, I mean, in all honesty, this movie was made in 1981, right? We don't, we don't lose track of people the way that people used to because of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. You always kind of have a, oh, I don't talk to that person that much, and I kind of miss that. But at the same time, I can keep tabs of what they're up to. Um, So that is kind of a... And correct me if I'm wrong, but Fox do not have iPhone. Well, see, that's what people want you to think, but I have been reading a lot of articles that are kind of talking about Foxes have... uh, have, uh, I mean, there is Firefox. Like that is the primary That's browser true. that they use. Yeah. That's a horrible joke. I don't even <laughs> like that I said it. I'm not happy about <laughs> I it. I was gonna go. Along I'm, with I'm it. gonna veto and I'm gonna veto and say you got to keep that one in here. Yeah. No, we're keeping <laughs> oh, it. Oh man. Absolutely. We don't cut anything out. That this is a live feed. Um. So so what other what other Disney movies kind of do this for you guys? Because this is the uh, we we've talked about Ratatouille, but as everyone knows, that is a Pixar film. Um, so w- w- we, this is the first kind of Disney movie that we've talked about, and a lot of people will reference those kinds of movies as movies that make them cry. I am one of them. What are what are kind of other ones in this vein that kind of fall into the cry sphere for you guys? I have three that come to mind. Um, well, one of them's Ratatouille, so I won't talk more about that one. The other, and then the other, one of the you other. You can't ones, count that one. It is a Disney Pixar. Well, okay, <laughs> I will veto um, you. <laughs> the other two are pure Disney animation. One of them is okay, The Lion perfect. King, which I think is probably a somewhat common answer. Um, I mean, that's one of my answers for sure. For one thing, it has dad death in it, which is a thing for me. Um, but also um, it's just an emotional movie and it's got up music in it. And music is one of the things that um, affects me emotionally. The other one is, and it's literally Shakespeare. So like it, you know, it's sure. a tried and true like story. The other one is really bizarre and I don't know why it came to mind for me when you said this, but it is meet the Robinsons. Um, yeah, I knew this actually because <laughs> when I watched meet the Robinsons, cause you told me it was so good. I was like, I guess it's fine. Oh, I love that. I did that not really have so much, much of a reaction and to it. Specifically the spoiler alert for meet the Robinson skip ahead. If you don't want to hear this, but when he finds out at the end that the family he's been spending time with 
the whole time is his future family that he will have someday. Yeah. There's like this shot of yeah. the whole family standing there smiling. And for some reason, mm-hmm. like just thinking about it now is giving me chills. I love that moment so much. Um, I think that's a really good moment. I also think the villain reveal in that movie is actually pretty emotional. Like yeah. I, I do enjoy that stuff. Um, kind of how the actions we take can uh, ripple to people in the future. Like, yeah, it, it's yeah. cool. I just was like, I don't know. I've been told that I look like Lewis. You do. So. You do with, look for, like adult With the Lewis. way your hair is right now, you do kind of look like Lewis. <laughs> Yeah, been told that. Um, Clint, what uh, what Disney animes do it for you? <laughs> I I mean, I I I can't truthfully think of any aside from you know Lion King. Um, and it's not the the dad death stuff that gets me in that yeah. one. Um, I you know I'm fortunate enough to not really. It's find the that crippling relatable. of the Pride Rocks economy that really really yeah, <laughs> makes truthfully. you tear up. Clint, please don't brag about your living dad again. <laughs> I said fortunate. Uh, you know that's uh, not a. We get it. Your dad's brag, not dead. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Elisha. You know, I don't. I don't do well when you bring this up. I like to make you uh, comfortable. <laughs> No, it uh, it's the the very end. Elisha mentions the music when Simba ascends, and there's oh, that for sure, that operatic moment, and mm-hmm. uh, it that that I guess would be the closest. But truthfully, I mean, if we're just looking at pure Disney, you know, I can't really think of anything. If we're including Pixar, Up now that I'm married makes me sob like a baby boy. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to hear my up opinion, <laughs> which is that. Oh, it's well, fine. Yeah, I I like the first ten minutes. I think the first ten minutes is like a masterpiece, and is like if it yeah, was a sure. short, would be the greatest short ever created. And then I kind of just don't care about the rest of it all that much. In all oh, that's honesty. fine. Yeah, and the the first ten minutes is well all I'm talking about. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, yeah I, I feel like Pixar, you know, they're kind of known for being uh, weepy. I feel like I've cried at basically every Pixar. Sure. Um, Onward, I cried at. I'm sure I'll cry at Soul when it comes out. But pure. Oh, pure I did Disney- cry at Onward, yes. Yes. That, yeah, that, that, that one hits you, hits you good. Um, but pure Disney animation, I, you know, I am a Disney shill um, sponsored by the Walt Disney Corporation. They've done nothing wrong, and I will never say anything bad against them. And I'm a, um, I'm a lackey, uh, right? <laughs> so, I'm, I'm pretty in the tank for a lot of their stuff, and uh, a lot of it, and by a lot of it, I mean kind of the majority of the big ones get me. I cry at Frozen, cried at Frozen 2, cried at Moana, cried at Wreck-It Ref- R- Ralph 2 because that one's all about friends realizing they can have different hobbies. Um, Dumbo gets me like crazy. Um, so, 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 so they're really good at normally making me cry. And so that's the, the reason I like wanted to kind of do that diversion other than it lets me talk about the things that I like to talk about is just trying to figure out what was it about this one that just didn't hit me the right way. But in all fairness, Bambi also doesn't make me cry. Bambi is not one that I necessarily love. Yeah, I know this is Eli loves Bambi. (laughs) Me, me and Eli have, um, uh, conflicting 1940s Disney takes, which is mine. Dumbo's the best one. And he, likes Bambi. Uh, Dumbo's fine. I just uh, B- Bambi doesn't really <laughs> affect me emotionally that much. I just think it's 
beautiful. I think it's one of the most beautiful movies ever made. But like, I don't know. It doesn't make me cry. I I, I, I think it definitely, the art and stuff is really incredible in that movie. And you can tell that's what they're going for here. They're using the painted backgrounds. They're kind of using the things. But you can also tell this was an era where the animation studio didn't have that much money. Because there are just some things that look a little cheaper there's i i don't know if it's like the version we get on disney plus now but i don't know if you guys noticed that there was some like weird line work every now and then some weird kind of like blurs i don't know it was strange yeah the animation is very simple and uh is this around the same time as robin hood i would assume it's near the same time yeah, it's um yes. Okay. Robin Hood. Well, Robin Hood might be Robin Hood feels it's, like it's the seventies, so that would. Rob, I think be it's late seventies though. I think it's just like a couple years. Before. Yeah, I think you're right. But Robin Hood yeah. is. I I defend that movie. I know it's not like a beloved oh, by a lot of people. I don't like it that much. Oh, it's good. But uh, what I like about Robin Hood is it's got a similar animation style. It's very like simple animation, but it's not trying to do the Disney thing of like make the like it's not trying to be bambi or anything like that it's just really weird and it's got anthropomorphic animals that are i don't know it's 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 very much its own thing which i think fox and the hound falls into the trap of trying to do the bambi thing which is to its detriment what's funny is you you say that eli but the whole thing about robin hood is that it stole a lot of its oh that is true animation sequence from jungle book (laughs) that is true but it's it doesn't look like jungle jungle book at all they wear clothes Right, right, right. So Robin Hood was 73. You have Winnie the Pooh in 77, then The Rescuers, then Fox and the Hound. Oh, Robin Hood's 73? Yeah. Man, Mm -hmm. these movies all look the same, and they're all in like a 40-year span. (laughs) I mean, truly, I would say everything after... I was going to say Sleeping Beauty, but maybe everything after 101 Dalmatians, because that actually has a pretty distinctive style. Yeah. Um, But... Everything from Sword to the Stone, Jungle Book, Aristocats, all the way to probably Little Mermaid has the same style. Like Oliver and Company yeah. being the last of this kind of style. Um, maybe accepting Winnie the Pooh. If you ask me, I would have told you, you know, without being knowledge- knowledgeable on this now. Thank you, Cody. I would have yeah. told you that these <laughs> movies came out one year right after another. They do right, feel like it. Right. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't talked about Fox and the Hound that much. <laughs> well, because here here's the thing with Fox and the Hound. They become friends in the beginning. Right. And then they kind of do some other stuff and then they're not friends anymore. I I feel like the plot is really pretty simplistic, which is not necessarily, you know, unique for an animated film, but I just had a I personally had a hard time like latching onto anything other than when they were kids. And then the stuff at the end where they didn't like each other. Um, right. Um, I think the side characters, I was like, I no thank you. <laughs> yeah. What what side characters are you talking about? Well, uh, maybe Clint can defend us. Hey, hey, why do we spend so much time on a bug? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a f- that was an interesting little little trip that we took. <laughs> I was like, maybe it'll tie back thematically to what's going on in some way. And guess what? It doesn't. Not really. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, hey, guys, I mean, it's just a it's a little thing to to keep the kids engaged. You know, that's uh, <laughs> I don't this think movie it doesn't does have that. a <laughs> yeah, Well, I mean, it's like, hey, kids, what about the bug? You, you kids love <laughs> bugs. And then I mean, 
Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it, it. It's really interesting. This comes right after Winnie the Pooh, which is basically a package movie where they had four different shorts that they then put mm-hmm. in one movie and showed. Because it really feels like Fox and the Hound, if they had just done it as like a 15-minute short, I could see mm-hmm. a world where like that's incredible. But then they yeah. like fill it with other stuff. So I, 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 I don't t- know necessarily the choice there. You tell me Mickey Rooney's going to squeeze in his talents to 15 minutes? I don't think so. Oh, that is true. That is true. Um, Mickey Rooney, Disney legend, probably right. I, yeah. I don't. I, yeah, because he was like, I dated in, Matilda. <laughs> right. He he was he was <laughs> in stuff when he was like a young kid. Um, mm-hmm. for them. So it's interesting. Mickey Rooney and Kurt Russell aren't the same age. So that was kind of weird hearing their voices uh, once they age up. Yeah. I was like, Kurt Russell sounds like a young dude here because he is kind of. Yeah, Mickey Rooney was in his 50s. Yeah, Mickey Rooney sounds younger than he is meant to be in the movie to me. I, I think their voices sound pretty similar age. Oh, range, interesting. I, I guess I just, the Mickey Rooney I knew most um, was very, very old Mickey Rooney or um, yeah. Mickey Rooney and Breakfast and Tiffany's, uh, which is much different. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but What does that one sound like? I'm not going to do it. Um, so I also, uh, Todd, Todd is his name. Todd gets a girlfriend. Yeah. I yeah. Don't, I, don't, I don't really care about his girlfriend that much. Hey guys, let me tell you. When I was a kid, and I what was her name? Vixie. Yeah, sure. Vixie, <laughs> Vixie the fox. When I saw Vixie the fox as a kid, my first thoughts were "Humana, humana, ooga, ooga." <laughs> she was your Nala. She yeah, was she my was Nala. Nala. Hmm. Yep, Which, that is correct. Canonically, we know that Chad and Eli both have crushes on Nala. Yeah, um, I blame you. She's a pretty I, lion. Yeah, Clint. I, I I took a peep at your letterbox review. Yeah. And you said this is Prince of Egypt. So I would love for you to explain why this is Prince of Egypt. Yeah, that's a good a good question. Um <laughs> uh, so it's let, let's start with kind of the uh we're doing a little bit of Bible talk here, all right, folks. Okay. Um perfect. So yeah, this is now a We're recording this on a Sunday night. This is our youth Bible study. We are having Yeah, church. this is a religious podcast now. Uh, I've taken it over. Um, Clint's earning some crowns in heaven right now. (laughs) That's right. Wait, I'm not earning jewels. I'm earning multiple crowns. Yeah. Cool. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, like the theme of Prince of Egypt was, and, you know, of the book of Exodus in general was that Moses was brought into a foreign land and was kind of raised among the Egyptians in a foreign land. That's the same with the Mm -hmm. fox here, right? So the the dog is in an area that he belongs. The fox is kind of a foreigner, and they're they are friends as kids. Which in the movie Ramesses and Moses are yeah. friends as kids. And then yeah. it, at, at, there were moments where I was like, this kind of feels like it could be Prince of Egypt. And then if you remember in the Prince of Egypt movie, I don't know the last time you saw it, but when um, Moses pushes the Egyptian guard off of the tower after he's whipping an yep. old man. He falls and dies, oh, and, Mo- okay. and Ramesses yeah. looks up at Moses, and he's up there. That literally happens in this movie. Oh yeah, that's yeah. And, true. And then later on, you know, in in the movie, Ramesses and Moses are are enemies, and they never really reconcile. 
uh, kind of like this no. one. But you know, it's like you are a foreigner. You and I are. You are a Jew, and I am an Egyptian. Therefore, we hate each other, and th- that kind of plays into this movie as well. Um, so that's, that's my interesting. take. I, I I see it. I see it. If I remember correctly, at the end of Prince of Egypt, Pharaoh is drowned in the Red Sea, right? And Moses escapes and yep. goes on to find the Promised Land. That doesn't happen in Fox and the Hound. Correct. They kind of just smile at each other. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's a, a different outcome, but it's. I guess the fox does find his promised land of sorts because now he's in the jungle or the jungle. Jesus, the woods <laughs> with uh, the owl and. Uh, his well, brother. yeah, and I'm, and I mean, if you remember in the Prince of Egypt, you know Moses is wandering and he finds the Jewish community in in the desert mm-hmm. or whatever. I, I can't. Well, I should correct me what they're called, but. <laughs> Um, That's you know, fine. and he finds like know. he's like oh, <laughs> he's like oh, these are the my Israelites. People. Is that the word that you were looking for? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, um, but he finds he finds them, and you know, he marries the girl that is like Zipporah. Him. Zipporah, yes. No, Zipporah um, with a T T Z I P P O R A H to Zipporah. Yes, and. <laughs> That happens in this too, you know. He he goes into the woods and finds Vixie. <laughs> That's true. Yep, I I I see it. I, I I definitely see it. Um, when we get into the review section, we're gonna talk about another movie that I think this is exactly like. Um, and there is the part where um Todd is talking to the. It's not a burning bush, but it's a burning tree, and the the tree tells him to go. <laughs> release 10 plagues on the hunter in his house right, 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 right. and kill his firstborn son, which I thought was pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I, it is weird that that happened. Um, Prince of Egypt, good movie. Very fascinating that Dream that was DreamWorks's first, like, we're going to do this as animated. And then two years later, they were like, what if a monster farts? <laughs> and, <laughs> and we thought Disney was dumb. Um, but that's because Jeffrey Katzenberger was heading DreamWorks, and he was mad. Um, he doesn't believe in God. <laughs> right. Um, no, he, he, he was mad because uh, he got ousted at Disney, and so he was like, let's do Shrek because it makes fun of him. Shrek is good, though. I think I've told you guys. I don't like Shrek as much as you guys do, but Shrek, Shrek is we a love good it. I think you love it the same amount as us. I don't think we I don't. love Shrek as really much do. as we <laughs> act like we do on this show. Okay, good. Good. Um, okay, so... Now it is time to talk about cry points. We've talked about what qualifies as a cry. We've kind of identified the big moment, at least to me and Clint, where we think is the cry moment. And it's when the widow Tweed um, leaves Todd in the woods and basically is like, go away. You got to stay here now. Um, That's very emotional. Thinking about leaving your pet out in the middle of the woods. Um, Mm. What are some other cry points? Eli, did you identify any as Mr. Dry Eyes? Uh, Just one. It was just Copper okay. and Todd smiling at each other at the end. Yeah, I could see that. And 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 being like, we're gonna go our separate ways, but we are not gonna kill each other. That's it. I mean, and I, I wrote that down as like, a, I guess this is a cry point, but it didn't do anything for me. Right, right. Yeah, that that end moment doesn't necessarily for me, but yeah, I could see it. Clint, were there any that you identified? Um, I mean, I think. Th- the abandoned scene is a big one. Um, I could see people getting upset, you know, just at the innocence of this l- little baby fox. 
when he is, right. you know, left alone at the beginning of the movie. And what's the owl's name? Big Mama? Uh, Something yeah, it's Big like Mama. That, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make a joke. I think that's her name. I, I think it uh, is, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was but, making uh, a joke by agreeing with you, but okay. <laughs> yeah, Big Mama comes down and, you know, is being very, very sweet to him. Um, her name is literally Big Mama. I double. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Big Mama. Mama. Yep. Yeah, I, I I would say that moment was as well. I um, um, that th- that that's when I clocked early on was his mom dying. They do it in like a monologue sequence where sad music is playing. You know, it's takes like 45 minutes for it to happen. <laughs> it is weirdly very long that opening. But but that's when I was like, "Oh, this movie's like really gorgeous. I can really sit in it." Um and so, um yeah, it was a cool opening. Any other moments, Clint? Um not particularly. I mean, yeah, no, I think that's really it, honestly. I think the only one I had to add was um when Copper lets Todd go for the first time. I, I you know, there's some emotion there. Um, where he he decides to let his friend go. You could find that. It's pretty though. sweet when uh, what's his name, Amos, Amos something, uh, is about to shoot Todd, and Copper right. stands in front of him. I think that's you know that's obviously a sweet moment, but yeah, uh, I could see people you know getting a little a little teary, a little misty from that, but not yeah, for me, maybe if you're sure. a big nerd, <laughs> big old fox and na- fox and hound nerd. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of being Fox and the Hound nerds, now it now it's time to reveal. Did we like this movie? So Clint, you you brought it. So yeah. I, oh, I brought it. <laughs> you brought it. So did did you like Fox and the Hound? I thought it was fine, and yeah. that was really it. I think that it was far too long, truthfully. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, I haven't considered the the take that you. Uh, set out for us Cody of like what if it was just like 15 or 20 minutes and I think that if it was you know 15 or 20 minutes long and it was just kind of the bookends it would be fantastic but right uh, for what the for what the product is now I mean like I'll give it a passing grade but just barely right I think that's essentially where I land too just like right down the middle it's fine you know it's it's very much a Disney movie from this particular era it has a lot of moments where I like find found myself getting completely like zoned out and not really paying attention. And then it would have really great moments. Um, it, it tries to be a musical to some point and the, Hey, let's just play a song way. Um, and I didn't find any of the music all that good. Um, yeah, I, I thought, I thought it was fine. Like, you know, I'm not mad that I watched it. I, like animation but yeah it was not my favorite eli i yeah i mean i agree with you guys it's fine i think it's just it's not really bad in any ways but it also it's not really funny the animation is not top quality disney um the story is not that compelling there's no memorable songs uh, so it's it just doesn't really do any of the things that a Disney movie should do for me <laughs> to make to make it a a good movie. So I don't know. It's fine. It's it's a it's it's a pleasant watch, I guess. But it's also just kind of boring. Right. 
So in other words, this was a failure. It's all Clint's fault. Uh, we're miserable mm-hmm. and we blame him. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm welcome. Just I, I was going to watch this movie no matter what. So, so I'm glad that we had a avenue to kind of talk about it. Um, so now we're going to get into letterbox reviews and producer reviews. Um, so Parker gave it two stars on Letterboxd. Hold on. Before I get into this, I realize that I put a lot of negative ones typically in this segment, but that's because when people really like something, they're not often saying anything all that funny about it. Right. (laughs) Because there are like four paragraph long like defenses of it as like the greatest animated film ever made. And I was like, but that's not funny for a podcast. (laughs) So I I just want to put that caveat of if people keep hearing negative things in this one uh but parker gave it two stars and said it was a collection of sad moments with long stretches of nothing in between i kind of agree with parker yeah but i I just like those moments um pretty well um robin gave it 2.5 stars and says i don't remember any of this film and that's probably because it's the weakest disney put out there's not really any story no satisfying resolution at the end and a bunch of half songs they're pretty much terrible so i wanted to park on this one for a minute because I've wow. seen a lot of Disney films. This is not yeah. the worst one they no, put out. No, it's not at all. Robin, calm <laughs> down. What is the worst one? <laughs> like, A, Chicken Little exists, and Chicken Little isn't even the worst one. Chicken um, Little is Valiant. about as good as this movie. I said it. You can attack me. Uh, <laughs> I think I agree with you on that, Eli. They're both it's not just okay we share a... Uh, I, I don't like Chicken Little that much. It's too loud for me, which makes me sound 90 years old. But that movie is just very loud. Too many colors. Yeah, too many colors. Valiant is the worst Disney movie it, uh, that Valiant? I've seen so far. I guess I haven't seen The Wild or those yet. But yeah, Valiant is about yeah, I mean, World War II carrier pigeons, and it is just the most boring thing I've ever watched in my entire life. Yeah. The As Wild I mean, is crazy because it's just Madagascar, but less funny. They were just like, let's make Madagascar. Right. It's, it's the one time Disney was like, hey, let's steal from other people rather than them steal from us. And it was like yeah. disastrous. Um, yeah. I mean, I there's... guess my least favorite is probably Song of the South. But y'all didn't say that. So I guess <laughs> I guess y'all like that one. Well, I well, do know that, that Cody only... loves that one. So. Yeah. Well, so I wasn't going to say s- <laughs> I've seen it and it's not oh. great. Um but it, it it's also like only half animated. Like it's not even fully animated. That's true. Um mm-hmm. but um but also like I mean, is this counting the direct to D V D movies, which are all bad, and also I'll report to you guys when I watch Fox and the Hound too and figure out what the heck that <laughs> one's about. Um or like the yeah, I don't know. There's worse movies. R- calm down, Robin. Um, Pazot gave it 3.5 stars and we're going to park on this one for a minute and said Brokeback Mountain so I don't know if you guys have ever seen Brokeback Mountain but this movie is not dissimilar from Brokeback Mountain in all honesty I've seen Brokeback Mountain it's it's somewhat similar I think it's more similar to Prince of Egypt than Brokeback Mountain but yeah I can see it that that is probably fair but there is an element of the one magical summer where they super loved each other and then they go their separate ways and can never actually be together again and you know he finds a wife and they look at each other from afar and you know there's elements um a lot of a lot of letterbox reviews were like you know this is a queer romance this is brokeback mountain let todd and copper be gay i'm like you know 
it is there, but I I think <laughs> they obviously were very much. Uh, he gave him. They gave him Vixen. So or Vixie yeah. or whatever her name was. Um, Vixie. So Vixie. Vixen would be too on the nose. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> um, come review with me. I uh, gave it five stars and said, imagine a fox and a hound. Now imagine that they're gay. Imagine that neither of the hound's dads agree with it. Imagine the hound's hound dad gets crippled by a train because of the fox. Then they get attacked by a bear. If this sounds entertaining to you and you like being upset, then I recommend this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that one as a full, like, let me run down what I think the themes of this movie are. Here's the entire plot. If that sounds good, then you'll like it. <laughs> And yeah. it's the entire film. Um, okay, now it's the producer reviews. <laughs> Be prepared. Mark didn't give it any stars because he said, sorry, I was negative 13 when it came out and I was too busy watching animated classics like Emperor's New Groove growing up. <sighs> Villain. Stupid. Um, yeah, so the thing is, Mark thinks The Emperor's New Groove is the best Disney animated film, which is a take that I argue with him about. It's a great all movie. Time. It, Mark likes it's it a, a good little movie. too much. It's great. He likes it a little too much. Um, Chad also didn't give it any stars because he said, I don't remember if I have seen this film or not, so it probably did not make me cry, which is kind of, yeah. But I kind of think that's where all of us, other than Clint, who remembered it quite fondly, that's where most of us were at. We were like, surely we've seen this because it was a Disney animated classic and they were all shown yeah. to us, but it just held no memory for us. Um, yeah. But it was not one of my car movies. I, I remember my car movies just as vividly as, as Clint remembers Fox and the Hound. I didn't have car movies. I'd, I would, uh, I, we, we weren't rich like you guys. We were lower middle class. Okay, I also was not <laughs> rich. Um, but you guys do read? Yeah. I, I did read. I would read Redwall um, books and until I got car sick, and then I would throw up on my Redwall book that I was reading. Did you continue reading your Redwall book? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That that I would say that's the worst thing to happen to a Redwall book, but uh, those, those uh, still have not been adapted into a film or TV series, so that is still the worst thing. Uh, they have been adapted into a TV series. I know. Canadian bad. television that nobody's <laughs> ever seen. Yeah, no, they, they need to be readapted. I have seen it. Um I had the VHSs. You did. So yeah. that was Howie. one of the things. Yep. I, I know you didn't have cable, right? That That's part of your no, history? No, not until like high school. Right. So all you saw was PBS and I guess Redwall VHSs. Yes, yes that was it. <laughs> uh, so you're going to bring in like the Caillou Christmas film as uh, yes. as our next episode. Clint. How 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 has this cry journey been for you? Has it been cathartic? Did you enjoy watching the movie? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was fine. Um, you know, not to deviate at all. Um, you know, like you, Cody, this came at a very almost opportune time because my memory um, of this movie was that a dog died at the end of it. Um, right. And my childhood dog is about to be put mm-hmm. down. Um, oh, and so, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, yeah, I mean, so this has been like a real, an, 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 a very, very tough week. Um, and so mm-hmm. Elisha was like, hey, we don't have to do this movie if you don't want to. I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> let me power through this. And um, then it turns out it's not related at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if it was like, I don't know, 
what 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 was it uh where where the red fern grows or something yeah. like that that'd be or a different yeah. story or, yeah yeah but uh um, old a little different because it's like he gets mad dog disease i i, I don't think that's what hydrophobia yeah. No, but yeah. like, it would yeah, still be. I feel like that would be yeah, a tough. Yeah, it's watch. still a little tough. It's still a little tough. Yeah. But my my cry journey, uh, fellas, it's been a pleasure. Um, I was fully, truthfully, fully ready to uh, to weep and weep with at this movie, but uh, sadly, alas, I did not. Well, do you want to do you want to tell people where they can find you, or uh, you know, plug your own podcast? Yes, I live in Cleveland, Tennessee. Okay, well, maybe um, not the <laughs> the GPS, but oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like Elisha, I have a podcast that Elisha and I share. That's the most roundabout way it's to plug it, mine. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, called Purely Nostalgia, and it is stupid. It's about <laughs> movies we watched as kids. If you want to follow me, I am on Twitter and letterboxd at Clint JH page. The JH stands for Jazz Hands. Follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, let's no. talk business, baby. Capitalism only. <laughs> Real capitalist only. Um, Eli, where can people find you? You can find me at the aforementioned podcast and also on Twitter at Elisha P. Smith. And uh, I guess if you want to follow me on TikTok, it's at Mr. Wallet. And if you want to send me an email, uh, DM me on Twitter (laughs) and I'll give you my email address. Um, yes, I will say um, Eli's TikToks are very good. Also, Purely Nostalgia is great. There's a chance you're already listening in Purely Nostalgia, and this is the feed that you have uh, chosen. But if you're only on the Best Pictures feed, take a hop over to the other side. Um, a hop. I listen to every episode and annoyingly text Eli uh, live as mm-hmm. I listen to each episode, uh, which I'm sure he loves. Um, it stresses me I try me to correct sometimes, him sometimes, and then... <laughs> And then I realized I was wrong and misheard something. Cody, do you have any podcasts other than this one? I don't know. Yes, I have a podcast which you are potentially listening to right now, which is Best Pictures. Um, uh, it's good. We talk about the best movies from every year we've been alive. I think the episode that will be dropping, oh, the same day as this, actually, weirdly enough. Um, I guess we'll have to. No, it's last Friday. I always think it's last day of the month. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Um, the uh, the the episode coming up soon is um, what is it? Hot Rod. Hot Rod is what we oh, are talking <laughs> about, which is a which is a good film. We're gonna what talk about um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang soon for our Christmas episode. Um, yeah, so listen to that show. Um, yeah, and. Um, yeah, that's all I got. So until next time, next month, when we have a special Christmas-themed episode, which we're not going to reveal to you. It's going to be a surprise. Um, that's the sound of sleigh bells. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Christmas carolers in the street, you know. Um, somebody, what's the what's the Grinch song? The va well, I don't know how it goes. You're a mean one. Yeah, that's one. it. I think it's Vavu. Yeah, yeah. Vavu. My wife made me buy the Jim Carrey Grinch at uh, Target today because it was on sale. Um, mm. And that is a movie I hate, but it got me thinking about it. Anyway, until next time, everybody, we urge you to. Live and let cry.